This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. From the office and manufacturer of Syraclad in Redmond, Washington, and on location, this is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. For our guest today, we're honored, and uh, I'm especially excited to uh, to welcome Charles M. Salter, professional engineer and president of Charles M. Salter and Associates. Charlie applies his expertise in design, construction, business, and the law to his practice of acoustical consulting. Currently manages well over 100 projects involving building acoustics and environmental noise analysis, such as accomplishments. Have also included work on the Skywalker Ranch, a state of post-production studios, which has won National Engineering Award in 1988, and the Allied Professionals Honor Award from the American Institute of Architects, California Council. For more information, feel free to visit the website at salter-inc.com. That's salter inc Com. Hello, Charlie. Welcome to the show. Always honored and always happy to see you. Thank you, Tom. Good to see you again, too. Hey, Charlie, you know, we were talking about the uh, the AIASF and the project that you're working on. It's uh, I know we, we discussed this several years ago, but share with uh, your audience today how the, the project is going as we speak. Well, the, the project's going very well. I saw some uh, drawings a couple of days ago, and when your audience sees the drawings of the project, they will be very impressed with um, how inviting the project is. Uh, and you just want to go in and uh, see the project after it's uh, completed. So from an architectural design point of view, uh, in my view, it can't be uh, beat, but it'll be a place for... Um, meeting and um, a place for exhibits and parties, but also to learn about acoustics and uh, technology, lighting, ventilation, healthy buildings, etc. Yeah, on that subject of, of uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great building. Can you share with us the building it's, it's uh, going to be in? Because that's historic. Yes, it's the uh, Halliday Building on uh, Sutter Street, right near Montgomery uh, BART Station. And it's the most important building in San Francisco in terms of uh, architectural history. It was the first all-glass curtain wall building in the United States. And it was designed by Willis Polk, a very famous architect. Uh, When UC Berkeley hired him to design the building, they said to him, we want a cheap building. We want a building that can be built fast, and we don't care what it looks like. So Willis Polk had been to Paris. He had seen glass buildings. He said, I'm going to try it. And he built this glass building for the first time in America. And when people saw it, they hated it. And he never built another all-glass building again. But 30 or 40 years later, all the buildings nowadays are... (laughs) all glass. And so it, it it's a very interesting uh, building. Uh, the AIA has been, uh, the San Francisco chapter has been located in the building for over 35 years. We've been in the building 
for a very long time. And um, so that's where the uh, headquarters of the AI is going to be located on the uh, street level. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful building. And it's, so far as the, the acoustic, I'm biased, and I'll tell my audience and your audience today too, uh, Charlie, that the acoustics really matter in, in, uh, in any, any space. Why is it sometimes overlooked, if not overlooked, just either unappreciated or just not as, uh, as, as thought of as it ought to be in the process? I think that the major issue is that it's not part of the building code for the most part. And so clearly structure is part of the building code and mechanical systems and the lighting and the energy and the permitting for architects, all part of the building code, all scrutinized at the top of the list. Whereas rarely uh, is acoustics uh, on that checklist, so it's easy to overlook. It, when it's overlooked, but it makes, in my opinion and experience, almost all the difference in the world when it's done well. Yes, it, it makes um, an enormous difference to uh, people. And so it's part of the healthy building uh, initiative where it's healthy buildings, just not air quality. It's also the quality of the lighting, the quality of the acoustics to improve people's health. One of the interesting uh, research aspects of acoustics, uh, Tom, I think you'll, you'll find this um, uh, insightful in terms of um, all these podcasts and, and um, meetings we've been having online is the term cognitive load. So when you're meeting hour after hour at home or in your office and you have poor acoustics, you can hear what's being said but you're mentally having to concentrate much harder. You're loading up your brain and you wear yourself out. And so you can hear, but it's a struggle, cognitive load. And so that is um, adding stress to everybody's lives when your job is to understand what people are saying and you're struggling to understand what word did they say how can I summarize it? I am struck. Could you repeat yourself? Could you speak louder? It's too echoey. Fix the microphone. Just uh, hour after hour, um, the challenge we have because of um, uh, inadequate acoustics. Wow. There's a, our show's not going to be long enough for all the questions I have for you, Charlie. So I'm going to do the best I can to summarize them. How is it that you came into acoustics and why did it really matter to you, you know, early in your career as an engineer? I was studying architecture and my uh, teachers uh, told me after three years that I should find something else to do with the rest of my life. I shouldn't be an architect. I was a failure. And so I tried to figure out what to do. And I had studied acoustics at MIT, and um, my professor had a job for me, and that was um, 53 years ago. So I kind of backed into this career of acoustical consulting. Wow. Well, you backed into something that now you're actually one of the foremost on the planet. How does that feel, if you even think of that? 
I, I don't really think about that. I just apply myself every day and um, just uh, very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing and something that uh, I really enjoy. And so the, the um, aspect of my life is I like solving problems and helping people. And so I have this uh, body of knowledge. Now, my father uh, was an attorney, and he did the same thing. He was an attorney, had a body of knowledge, and people needed his help because they had legal questions or legal issues. And he would sit there very patiently and help them. And I do the same thing as an acoustical engineer that my father did as a lawyer. So that's what I learned uh, growing up, observing my father, who was my role model, uh, just solving problems, helping people. Is there not a building? I think I pose. I know I've uh, asked this question of you. Is there not a building that you couldn't improve the acoustics in? That you haven't already been. In? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's an interesting point you're making, and um, I want to introduce the aspect of good enough. Okay. Okay. Uh, because. Uh, perfection, as you know, is, is an evil that uh, some people uh, in, embrace. But, you know, they're, they're so focused on doing things perfectly, they don't execute. So uh, I think that the challenge we all have is, is finding from an acoustical design something that's good enough, meets the needs of the project. Uh, because, as you know, uh, uh, there's a cost-benefit analysis. You can make it better acoustically, but it's going to cost twice as much. And so finding the right level of acoustics where people say, this is fine, or I didn't even notice the acoustics because they're obviously fine, not this is the best acoustics in the world. And, and so as a designer, part of a team, uh, that's the um, position I take when I chat about um solutions yeah and those solutions so so good enough most buildings or space in my experience is really not good enough and uh, because i i've i have a real sensitive ear i guess is that your experience as well no i i found uh, certain restaurants and certain meeting rooms um are fine. Okay. Uh, I, I, there's a, a research work that we did at UC Berkeley as part of the Center for the Built Environment, and we've talked about that group where they study how to improve buildings, uh, where we took this um, teleconferencing room that had acoustical problems, and we acoustically improved it. Armstrong uh, supplied the acoustical material and, and my team did the acoustical measurements and the analysis. But what was really interesting about that room that we designed is after it was acoustically treated, you walk in, I walked into the room during a meeting and I said, this room is perfect because the conversation was clear, not muffled, not reverberant. The speech was natural. I just thought the room was perfect. And that's a room I'll bring my students to when I start teaching uh, this fall so they can experience that room with the acoustical wall panels and, and uh, ceiling panels. And so um, these 
demonstrations of good acoustics are one of the plans for the uh, San Francisco uh, AIA um, chapter headquarters. Outstanding. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast presented by Cereclad. We're talking today with Charles M. Salter, professional engineer and president of Charles M. Salter and Associates. For more information, please visit salter-inc.com. Again, that's salter-inc.com. Charlie, can you share with uh, your audience today, uh, maybe uh, you don't have to name names, but some of the most recent projects that you're uh, doing or a project or two? We'd love to hear. Uh, my wife and I are going to uh, San Diego uh, the middle of uh, next month. Um, they're having an opening for the um, a new outdoor uh, symphony for the San Diego Symphony, and it's going to be like the Hollywood Bowl. Uh, and my firm uh, worked on that project for a number of years, uh, helping to acoustically design the uh, orchestra shell, along with doing the uh, telecommunications the and the uh, security uh, low-voltage system design for the uh, complex. So I don't know if you know about that uh, project, No, Tom. I'd love want to hear about it. I want to see you know, it. It, it. Well, yeah, you can um, uh, do a, a search for it. Uh, San Diego uh, Philharmonic and um, a uh, philanthropic uh, family, uh, Raddy, R-A-D-Y, uh, contributed money along with the um, Jacobs family. And so the, the official name of the project is Raddy Shell at Jacobs Park. Okay. And so if you uh, look up the project, they have about 100 concerts, um, uh, which will be starting in early August. And they have all kinds of uh, symphonic music and then rock music and theater, uh, one event after another outdoors, adjacent to... The bay with a view of the city, and it is a magnificent looking project. So, when you, um, as I say, see it, I'm gonna see it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it and so I think it's about an 80 million dollar project, and obviously, it's very worthwhile from a uh, cultural perspective and uh, helping uh, San Diego and um, uh, tourism, etc. Yeah, the destination. Let's segue into that. How how a music or venue really can help influence a city becoming deemed world class or at least a a, a a a recognized destination city. Is is there some truth to that? I just thought of it right now. Yeah, I, I think it's going to add to the uh, spirit of the community. Uh, and I can see people who have been there um, being enthralled with the uh, quality of the sound, with the uh, performance, with the view of the city, with the view of the bay. I mean, what could be better? Uh, San Diego has some of the best weather in the world. You're out there at night or in the middle of the day. Sure. And, 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 and enjoying uh, nature, but also enjoying the uh, performance and uh, the view, and, and so what could be better uh, to buoy the spirit of uh, 
any community than to have a facility like that. Yeah. So if you don't mind, how did that come about? Uh, another firm was working on the project, and for some reason they were fired, and we had been doing some work in San Diego. We got to know uh, some of the people involved, and we were asked to um, help out. We submitted our qualifications. We were hired a number of years ago and been working with the architect and uh, contractor owner uh, doing uh, various parts of the project. Wow. Now, how many locations of Salter do you have now? Because I know your headquarters is San Francisco, but it seems like every time I look at your website, there's a, <laughs> there's another Salter, Salter headquarters or an affiliate in Hawaii, uh, just different places. Yes. You just keep expanding. Yeah, we um, have uh, a group of people in, um, in San Jose uh, to service Silicon Valley. We have a lot of work down there, but then we have... Um, Hawaii and Los Angeles and uh, Seattle. Okay. And really, what you're doing could expand even further. I don't, I don't know what you know what your aspirations are, but I just know just knowing you for a while now, Charlie, that what it is that you do, I don't know if there's any end because there's not just new projects, but there's projects that are that are. Uh, you know, maybe even a century old that you can help improve on. Am I, am I incorrect or am I reaching a little? Well, we basically uh, respond to circumstances rather than uh, attempt to take over the world. So um, <laughs> I have these two guys who want to live in Los Angeles and, and they're first rate guys. So they're in Los Angeles and they're adding to our work in Los Angeles because our Los Angeles clients are happy to have a local talent rather than having us come down from San Francisco. And the same thing in uh, Seattle, Hawaii, San Jose, et cetera. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned that there's a lot of inquiry on a daily basis for what it is that Salter Incorporated does. Is that, does that continue? The last time I spoke with you was what, like maybe half a year ago? Yes, we're, we're doing well nowadays. Okay. Uh, people um, need our help. Uh, various kinds of help. They need a report to file with the city. Mm. Uh, they have a an acoustical problem uh, that they need addressed. Uh, they're, they're just starting a design project where acoustics is very important, and they want to talk to us about how we can uh, help them. So just a variety of um, circumstances. Yeah. For your audience today, can you share with some well-known, if, if you're at liberty to do so, Charlie, uh, companies, firms, organizations that you've worked with that uh, the audience may be familiar with that they can um, have a real reference to your expertise? Well, you mentioned um, Skywalker Ranch, mm -hmm. and so we, we worked on uh, that project uh, for um, Lucasfilm and, and George Lucas, and that has led to um, projects... Um, it led to the uh, Disney uh, studio tour in uh, Florida and then other projects in Hollywood because people got to know us and uh, knew our name. And um, so we've been um, building our business based on reputation for about 35 years based on one project, Skywalker Ranch. Yeah. Now, th this is a question. That, if it's challenging, too challenging, let me know. But how do you 
provide a bit of a, a legacy, for lack of word, with your uh, partners or your, the people you work with so that they have that body of knowledge that you've experienced? How, I don't know if there's a way to impart that tangibly. Well, what's interesting about your question is that every human being has their own style and okay. their own strengths and weaknesses. So I don't want to hold myself out as being knowing everything, having all the talent, okay. uh, but I want to contribute. So we have a lot of um, brainstorming, sharing. And so uh, somebody will send me a draft report and I'll say, uh, this is great, but you forgot this issue. Oh, thank you, Charlie. And, and so in that way, they've learned something, but I haven't really taken over their project. I'm contributing to it. And in the same way, they contribute to um, my work. And so that's one of the uh, great aspects of working with a large team is you have that um, ability to do even better than you could do on your own. Well stated. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Sierraclad. We're talking today with Charles M. Salter, professional engineer and president of Charles M. Salter and Associates, where our uh, public service announcement today is for the AIA San Francisco in regards to the new hub for all things architecture and design. The uh, AIA San Francisco created the nonprofit Center for Architecture and Design to expand on community engagement in the fields of architecture, design, and the built environment. In recognition of the center's 15th anniversary, the AIA San Francisco developed a momentous plan to grow educational and public programming to inform, inspire, educate, and engage audiences of the leadership of the architecture and design industry to create a more enjoyable, equitable, inclusive, and sustainable built environment. For more information, feel free to visit the website at aiasf.org forward slash future HQ. Again, that's aiasf.org forward slash future HQ. Charlie, can you share with us your uh, your involvement, which I know is rather very extensive, with the uh, the new hub? Well, they um, agreed to stay in our building, which I thought was a great idea because of the access and um, connecting with the street and connecting with the city. And as a result, uh, I agreed to provide uh, pro bono acoustical design, telecommunications, audio, visual, and security low voltage system design to the project. Furthermore, I agreed to help with fundraising. And so I approached uh, certain manufacturers of acoustical products and I told them what our acoustical design objectives or audio design objectives would be. And I said, this can be your show place. So in terms of acoustics, you talk about you have websites and you have PowerPoints, but um, there's nothing better than bringing architects or others into a room and you say to them, uh, this room has just the right reverberation time. And they can talk and they can listen. Ah, reverberation time. I've heard of that. But now they can experience it in this lecture room or classroom. And then you talk about the quietness of the room. The room is quiet enough. It's not silent because it's not a recording studio, but you can hear every word that's said in the room. And here are the sta industry standards. 
And then you have the same thing with the audio system and speech intelligibility. And so uh, what a great way to uh, learn. Uh, and for these um, manufacturers who are donating their products to be able to bring their customers to the AIA facility and have them look around and listen and ask questions. And, and so um, that's what I've been uh, involved with. Excellent. Charlie, can you share with us is anything you'd like to bring to your audience today that we may not have touched on? It's hard to answer such a general question, but I think the point you're making today is uh, the importance of putting acoustics on the checklist. Don't assume that uh, the acoustics are going to get done without some effort, without asking questions, follow-up. Uh, sometimes you're involved in the project and there's a need for a peer review. So you have an acoustical design, but you're not sure it's right. Get, get an outsider, an independent person to review and comment to make sure that at the end of the day, the uh, project is going to meet your needs. Excellent. And if there's anything else that you'd like to add, please tell me personally, I, I love what it is that you do. I love of course, so that's why, as I shared at the beginning of, the, of your show today, that uh, this is one of my favorite subjects. You're one of my favorite people to interview, Charlie. Um, I just, I, I just love what well, it is you, you do, and and I love seeing you know your work. Um, thank you. I hope you come on again soon. I always love having you, Charlie. Thank you. For, thank thank you. you. Glad to. You Good too. To see it's you always again. an honor. Our guest today has been Charles M. Salter, professional engineer and president of Charles M. Salter and Associates. Charlie applies his expertise in design, construction, business, and the law to his practice of acoustical consulting. They have managed over 100 projects plus involving building acoustics and environmental noise analysis, such as accomplishments, have also included the work on the Skywalker Ranch and uh, numerous other projects that they've won, uh, numerous other awards that Charlie has. I'm very humble about, but <laughs> they're, they're one of the best in the world, in my opinion. For more information, feel free to visit salter-inc.com. Again, that's salter-inc.com. You've been listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Suraclad. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Suraclad features one-on-one -on -one interviews with renowned designers, contractors, engineers, city managers, and thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions to create a healthy living environment. Their podcast also illuminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. We look forward to you joining us again next time. I'm Tom Giorgio. Thank you. <laughs>